welcome back. Welcome back to season one, episode 12 of What Shayro Thinks About It. Stuff on my mind that forms into words and then actually comes out of my mouth. I am Shayro. This week's topics will include the recent massacre, massacres, the false words people speak about other people. I will also address the accusation Nick Saban made about my alma mater, Jackson State University. And yes, things I have seen while feeding the hungry. Can you just cut your grass at least? Please, thank you. It's like every time you listen to the news, we have another one. Again, our country is plagued with the event of a mass shooting, or I like to say mass massacre. Last weekend, there was a major massacre within the Buffalo community in New York. And then the next day, there was another one in Armorella, Texas. When looking up information on both of these events, I found that via gunviolencearchive.org that 12 more mass shootings, well, actually, I think it's 13 now, because right before I recorded this episode, I'm looking at the news and there was a subway shooting, so I don't have a lot of information on that. So we're, we're looking at like 13 now since last weekend. Th- this is just pure ridiculous. News station here in Georgia, WSB News, reported that for just this year alone, we are averaging averaging about three mass shootings a day. When does this stop? This, when does it stop? The one in Buffalo has been determined to be very racially motivated, regardless of what that guy, um, well, I hate to even say his name, Tucker Carlson is saying, which by... By the way, it is believed that the shooter in that incident subscribed heavily to the false theory belief that Tucker Carlson has been promoting known as replacement theory. This is the belief that black people are on a mission to replace white people in this country. Man, we're just trying to we (laughs) we are not trying to replace and we're just trying to achieve and claim what is rightfully ours. Be appreciated for who we are and not be pre and post judge because of the color of our skin. Yes, he had to backpedal some of the things he has said in the past regarding this belief. Your words that you spew out of your mouth matter. Your false theories that you bestow upon people matter your lies matter it all has impacts and implications my condolences to the families friends loved ones of the victims in all of these senseless acts of violence unfortunately you will not be the last family that will have to bear this grief and i hate that i have to realize that statement as being true that that is a true statement that this is more than likely not. We see one happen today, you know, before I even got to record this, this is not going to be the last event because somebody out there is going to do something like this again. And it's sad that that is a truth that has to be realized that this does not have an end in sight. 
as you know, we see a continuum of these events unfolding and happening throughout our country. It's just becoming the norm now. It's it's ridiculous. It's too, happening too many. I will say this to everyone. If you feel that you are going to do some type of harm or commit some type of dangerous or violent act against others, please, please seek out professional mental health help. That's mental health help. Talk to somebody. Do something besides doing this. This has to stop. And this just we got to figure out some type of way to stop it. And not sure if there is a way to. Lying, presenting false narratives, false accusations or convicting people without any supporting evidence appears to be the new norm now. This appears to have been my theme over the past few shows as I have spoken about people who have been falsely convicted of crimes they did not commit, lies or false implications against people, and some just straight out lying about processes and fraud that did not occur. Recently, the very popular head coach of Alabama, Nick Saban, made the accusation that Jackson State University, my alma mater, coached by Coach by himself, Coach Dion Prime Sanders, paid a player $1 million to play for them. Nick Saban provided no proof of this transaction, but alleged that it occurred via the new NIL rules, which allows college players to profit from their name, image, and or likeness. As expected, Coach Prime did respond back to these allegations via Twitter, Twitter that we do not have to pay our own to play with our own. Go ahead, Coach Prime. When I first saw this story, my first response was that we, Jackson State, don't even have a million dollars. But JSU does have a few millions of dollars. Some other responses reference the athletic budgets of both schools. Alabama's budget was around 19 million, with 9 million of that being Coach Saban's salary. That's a lot of money, Coach. JSU entire athletic budget was $8 million. I'm not sure if that was just for the football program or for all of the athletic programs. But, but theirs was estimated to be around $8 million with $300,000 of that going for Coach Prime's salary. That's my salary too, Coach. <laughs> Another response from Coach Prime was that he didn't even make a million dollars. And you think I would pay a player to make more than I am making? Just say that in Coach Prime's voice. <laughs> Although not actually named, but it is believed that Nick Saban was referring to Travis Hunter, who is the number one recruit in the country, who chose Jackson State University, a top HBCU, historically black college and university, over the other top ranked PWI football schools. PWI is predominantly white institution, you know, like Alabama. I think he was. At first, he was going to Florida or somewhere, but then he changed or changed his mind. He was going to Jackson State. Travis Hunter himself <laughs> chimed in and stated via Twitter, a million dollars. And my mom is still in a three bedroom house with five kids. Yeah, I'm sure the attorneys for JSU as well as Alabama had to be involved somewhere. But since making that statement, Coach Saban has had to walk back his words and try and 
I put in quotation marks here, redefine what he actually meant and still has not provided any proof for his accusations. A lie is a lie. I have been saying this over the past few weeks. These false accusations that people are making concerning the lives of other people just to make yourself look better has to stop. We as an audience to the falseness have to demand that those spewing the untrue be held accountable for their actions. For the record, I'm not saying that Saban should be fired for making the accusation, but there should be some type of sanction for his action. CAA will probably raise an eyebrow and more than likely look closer into the, the deals that Travis Hunter has made. They may even look into Alabama's transactions as well. I personally wonder why did Saban say a million dollars? Is that the rate that Alabama would have offered? But, you know, it all comes down to the money. And I was looking at some stuff after I had put all this together. It comes down to the money. These players are now able to make money off of their likeness, which the schools have been making money off of these athletes for years. And you hear these athletes talk about, I walk into the stadium and everyone in the stadium has my number on. And here I am. I barely had enough money to get something to eat for myself. And no one can make a donation to me or give money to me because of the NCAA rules and things. Why not? The school's been making money off of them for years. Before you even say it, you're going to chime in. Well, they're getting an education in exchange for that. Okay, they're getting an education, but they're they're going to get an education. And a lot of these athletes, they get a chance to go to college, change their lives immensely because they get to play for this school. But again, that school is making a lot of money off of them. Why can't they make money off of their name and likeness? So I support this this thing where they can make money off of them. Off of them. There's going to be some issues and some stuff happening, you know, because schools themselves are forming organizations or businesses that supposedly make the transactions with these people. So they're making it legal what a lot of schools have been doing <laughs> all the time anyway. It, there's always been some underhand, my belief, that there's always been some underhanded money. Nick Saban's words, even though falsely made, can have a profound impact on this young man's livelihood and potentially others who may decide to choose an HBCU over a high-ranking PWI. When I put it all in perspective, a top player who is black has the opportunity to not only play for a school that is an HBCU, but to play for the great coach prime versus playing for a school that, yeah, they have nine national championships and has coach Saban, but outside of the field, would be a minority and possibly face other factors that black students, athlete or not, face at PWI schools. The choice is very clear. He chose JSU. I did. I have always believed with no evidence or proof, just my belief, that schools, big and small, have always had some type of under-the-table deals to get the players they get, which is why I'm glad that this NIL policy has now been implemented and allows players to make some money now and not have to wait for a not-guaranteed future in the NFL. If they get hurt their freshman year or any year, then what? They don't get that money. They don't get the NFL deal. But hey, they can make some money now because there is no guarantee. 
A lot of these kids that are playing for these big schools, they come from some very poor environments and they need to provide for their families now. So I, I applaud them being allowed to make money off of their name, image and likeness now. I know that if I had been blessed with great athleticisms <laughs> and had the opportunity to play for any school of my choice, I more than likely would have chosen an HBCU. A lot of people are like, oh, that would be a big mistake because, you know, you need to go to one of these bigger schools and that could get you, guarantee you a spot in the NFL. People from historically black colleges make it in the NFL all the time. I'm sure y'all have heard of this guy named Walter Payton, <laughs> graduate of Jackson State University, by the way. <laughs> and pretty sure you've heard of Jerry Rice, which went to Mississippi. Valley State University, all the way in Itabina, Mississippi. Steve McNair went to Alcorn State University <laughs> out of Mississippi. The number of athletes that have come out of HBCUs is is a big number. I know they did a dedication to all the players that played for HBCUs a while back. I believe Michael Strayham was one of them. Host on ABC's Good Morning America. Several several names, several people who, who have come out of HBCUs and played in the NFL. So that myth is kind of debunked, or they say like you'll get a higher ranking if you went to a white school. I think it all depends on how well you play. So this kind of evens up the playing field itself by having these NIL deals because some of these kids can actually go to the school they actually really wanted to go to. Like maybe Travis Hunter really wanted to go to Jackson State. You ever think about that? <laughs> so this is a win-win deal. The only, only people that have a problem with it are the people that's changing it up for them. They're going to probably end up not getting as much money as they would have gotten off of these players' backs. And now these players can start, you know, earning their own money. But again, I would have cho- I would have chosen an HBCU. And more than likely, that school would have been JSU, Jackson State University. My mama would have been trying to get me to go to Alcorn, her alma mater. She did try to get me to go there. When we were kids, she used to tell us stories of how they had to wake up in the morning and milk the cows at Alcorn to get their own milk. My mother always had a funny story about everything. That was enough, however, to convince me that I was not going to Alcorn. Shoot, I don't even drink milk. Full disclosure, Jackson State University and all corn state university are in state rivalries and are the two top hbcus in the state of mississippi they both are great schools with excellent programs all students and graduates of both schools are some of the best in the world another full disclosure i chose jackson state university over any other school not just because of the academic excellence the school has to offer and any other accolades it may lay claim to. I chose Jackson State University because of the sonic boom of the South. This is the world famous marching band of the university. Growing up, I always wanted to be a part of that band. I would watch them on Saturday nights on BET when I was in high school. I played drums in high school. Even though the marching dynamite or Sounds of Dynamite. Yes, it sounds of Dynamite. That's Alcorn's band. That was the first college band I can remember seeing. When we were very young, my parents took us to homecoming at Alcorn. I have always believed that the sonic boom was the absolute best. 
It's ironic, however, that when I got the opportunity to audition for the boom, I was in quotation marks again, convinced by my mother and college advisor at that time that I needed to commit my time to studying because that boom practices a lot and I would need to be studying more since my high school GPA was not as high as they both had wished it was. I, my GPA was what it was. <laughs> I can say I did work hard for it. It wasn't the highest, but it was not the lowest. I can't remember my ranking. They tell you your ranking in school. I remember getting called down to the office senior year a few Weeks prior to graduation, they tell you like what your ranking is in the class. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm not the last. And I know my class had someone asked this on Facebook the other day. I think I believe it was over 200 people in my class. I will say this. My ranking was was not a three digit number. It was a two digit number. <laughs> so I was not the least ranked in my class. I was not definitely not the highest. I was not an honor student. I will state that. But yeah, it's it's just funny and it's ironic. My mother and my advisor they convinced me not to join the boom. <laughs> my great college regret in some ways. But I had to realize my shortcomings. Yes. I could read music at that time, but I could not read it very well, especially for drums. A lot of drum rudiments in there. So when you try out for the boom, you have to know how to do those rudiments and you know, twirl the sticks while you sticks while you plant one and do some stuff. A lot of a lot of stuff in it. Also, I could not dance. You know, Sonic Boom of the South. In case you did not know, they they do a lot of dancing. So you know, look them up on YouTube. You see that it's a HBCU. It's a dancing band. Come on, <laughs> they're the greatest band in the land. So come on, they do a lot of dancing. And I kind of knew that um, if I was going to have to dance with a twenty pound bass drum attached to me, and I was barely weighing a hundred pounds. Uh, my little barely weighing 100 pound body was just not going to turn out well. So again, I realized my shortcomings there. I, I accepted it as it was, and I did not try out. Coach Prime does pitch the Sonic Boom a lot when he is marketing for JSU or interviewing. He states all the time, you know, if you haven't seen the Boom, you need to come and see the Boom. In all my years, I have never heard the head football coach of a college team advocate for the band and advise people to come to the game to hear and see the band. But then again, our band is the sonic boom of the South and they are the best band in the land. Maybe what coach Saban meant to say was that JSU offered a player a million dazzling views of the sonic boom of the South and the prancing J sets. This episode has not turned out how I originally planned as I was thinking out loud while feeding the hungry. I was thinking about a lot of other things. The original topic was to be about training, and that's what's been in my mind about training. I one post on social media media this week was about training, and then I saw a sign somewhere that said train with a purpose. And, you know, those are words I would have said because I'm always telling people do something with a purpose. So I can train with a purpose. The way we train or get trained now was heavy on my mind. But as I have said before, these are the words that came from my fingers as I wrote this episode. We'll do another episode later on training. We got plenty of time. We're still in season one. And thank you all for bringing me this for 12 episodes. Wow. Amazing.
But, you know, speaking of feeding the hungry, <laughs> the things I see, stuff that happens, can I get people to prominently display your house number on your mailbox or the front of your house so I know that this is the house where I need to deliver your order of large french fries? Yes, the order only had a was an order of french fries. I need to know which doorstep to put these fries on because I'm guessing and yeah, I have delivered to the wrong house because there was no number on the mailbox or the house. I remember once I delivered to the house and the lady called me. She said, you took my order to the wrong house. I'm looking at you. You went to the house next door. And I'm like, yeah, I was trying to decide in this box had like one number that was in the digit of your address. And I just figured it was this one. I like, no, I had to go back to that house, get the order, take it to the right house. True story. Not the first time something like that happened. Someone called me out the order one time. You took my order to the wrong house. And I'm like, okay. And I wanted to say so bad, you don't have your address on your house. I had to take my best guess at where to deliver. You know, last week I talked about the apartment buildings that don't have the numbers on it. You don't know which building you're at. It's, it's hard out there when you're trying to feed the hungry. You know, the only thing you have is the GPS and you're trying to make sure you're syncing up with the GPS. You know, you kind of like, okay, it looks like three houses after you turn on this street. And I'm looking, this looks like house number three, but there's a house hidden back there. So this is actually house number four. Okay. Then another thing, I know it's the beginning of summer and we're just starting to do this, but can you cut your grass, please? I've been to some yards that look like they were not cut at all last year. And this is the beginning of the yard cutting season. And you probably maybe cut once or you may be about to do your first cut. Oh my goodness, this was a field of grass. And I'm like, okay, it's 3 a.m. in the morning. I have my flashlight just to make sure I don't step on a snake or something. And the grass is just horrible. I couldn't believe how bad these people's lawn look. And it's like, Everybody else's lawn is all so neat and nice. And you get to this one house and the lawn is horrible or it's a whole row. One time the entire street had houses with bad lawns. And then the next street over, all the lawns were nice. <laughs> Maybe I should get back into the lawn business. I could make way more cutting the lawns of the hungry that I feed than I am feeding them. So, hey, can you cut your grass? That that is all I'm asking. Just cut your grass, please. And thank you. Well, my time here is done. That is all that is on my mind for now. Thanks to each of you for tuning into this week's episode. Thank you for allowing me to serve you. Please listen, like, share, and subscribe to my podcast here at anchor.fm slash Shero, C-H-E-T-R-O. And I can now be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Radio Public, Stitcher, Pocket Cast as well. Remember to give me a five-star rating. Tell your friends and your enemies what Shero thinks about it. A production of Shero LLC where I build confidence by using your situation as motivation. Contact me for speaking events, panel discussions, coaching, mock interviews, and speech writing and development. If you want to reach me, I am on Facebook at Shero Speaks. C-H-E-T-R-O-S-P-E-A-K-S. 
Instagram at Shayro underscore LLC. That's C-H-E-T-R-O underscore LLC. On Twitter at Shayro at C-H-E-T-R-O. I know how to spell Shayro yet. <laughs> or you can email me at Speaks at gmail.com. I am also on Clubhouse as at the dash Shayro. That's at the at symbol D-A dash C-H-E-T-R-O. I do have a room there on Clubhouse. We will release a new episode every week and you can also leave a voice message for me via the voicemail link on the podcast website. If you would like to support this platform, please click the support button or buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Shayro, C-H-E-T-R-O. Your support is greatly appreciated. Thanks for joining in. Oh, to become a better leader, communicator, and speaker. Learn more at Toastmasters.org. Until next time, I am Shayro, and this has been What Shayro Thinks About It.